0: Alright, well let's jump on in. We're talking about uh, the Shepherd Series. Before we do that, every week what we do is we pray for another body of Christ. So right now, let's... My pastor is Pastor Gene Alexander, and he's at uh, First Assembly of God in Rockingham, North Carolina. His wife's name is Kathy. And so I felt like today that it would be really good for us just to lift up Pastor Gene. And uh, if you haven't ever met him, uh, he'll probably come and preach for us before too long, and you'll get to meet him. He's just a blessing. He is such a blessing to us. And uh, let's just lift them up. Let's just pray uh, for the blessings of God to be on them. Will you join me? Lord, we just thank you. Thank you so much. Lord, we just, right now, we just knit our hearts together. We knit our hearts together right now just to agree that your blessing be on First Assembly in Rockingham and Pastor Gene and Kathy. Lord, we just ask that they would move in wisdom. Lord, I just ask that your protection would be on them. Lord, let your blessing overflow. May your love overflow in Jesus' name. May your love overflow in Jesus' name. May your love overflow on Pastor Gene and Kathy and First Assembly. Let it, may, may it be manifested in every way possible. We just, Lord, any attacks that, you, that uh, you see that the devil's trying to bring against them, Lord, may every weapon come to nothing. May it be destroyed. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. Lord, we just receive your blessing standing up in the way of any attacks, knocking it back. And, Lord, we praise you for it and thank you for it, Father. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for the gift of Pastor Gene and Kathy. We thank you. They are a gift to this body. They're a gift to me. And we just praise you. We do not let a gift go unesteemed. Lord, we, we esteem what you have given us, and we praise you for them and thank you for them. Blessings be on them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're in this series called Shepherd. Uh, we have a new series coming at the end of November. I think it's November 29th called Proof. And uh, all of this year, all of the series seem to just have this common thread of us being the light. And uh, this has been our theme all year long. That's why our shirts got it on. That's why the poster's over there. Be the light. We need to remember to be the light everywhere we go. In order to do that, we've got to be able to move into the things that God has for us. Well, one of those things is God has placed us in a flock, right? We're, we're a flock. I don't know that that sounds great, does it? It's like, hey, we're a flock. You know, it's awesome. But but we are. We're a flock. And if God put us in that, actually it is great no matter how it sounds. We are in a flock and we have a shepherd. That's what Boomerang Church is. Now, if we don't esteem that, then what's going to happen? Then anything that might be good in that situation can slip away from us. Anything that, can be, anything that can be good can slip away from us if we don't esteem what God is doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's lots of promises of God that are never realized because believers don't esteem it. Yeah. There's a huge st- sentence right there. Yeah. There's lots of promises of God that are never realized, lots of blessings that are never realized because believers don't esteem it. We need to be the kind of people that esteem what God has done. If we don't esteem those things, here's the question. Nicole said we are blessed to be a blessing, correct? All right. How are you going to be a blessing to somebody if you're not blessed? In other words, if you don't have it to give, we're supposed to give out of our overflow. If you don't have it to give, how are you going to be a blessing to the world? Are you not the salt and the light? So in other words, if we see that God's doing something and he wants us to do something, we have a responsibility to press into that. We have a responsibility to not leave it on the table. Have you ever seen somebody that they had all this talent, but then they didn't use it? Do you want to be the kind of people that get up to heaven and God says, you had all this ability, all this potential, but you didn't use it? Do you want to get in front of Jesus and instead of hearing, well done, good and faithful servant, you hear, oh man, I sure wish you'd have used what I gave you. That's not something I want personally, and I don't want it for you. Okay, okay. I, want, I want to be standing to the side, and you step up in front of Jesus, and he goes, well done, well done good and faithful servant. I want to be standing to the side and watch that, be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I want to see that. Glory to God. Look at the love that was manifested in that believer. I know them. Yeah. Hey, I know them. I, woo, we went to church together. I want, you know, be like, I'm their friend. <laughs> they know me. I, I was there with them. I want that. Yeah. We should want that for each other. Yeah, that's right. We should be, as a matter of fact, the word says this. It says, let us encourage one another in these things. Let us encourage one another. In other words, what I'm, what I'm standing here this morning telling you is, we're in a flock. We're in this together. I'm, I'm the shepherd here. I'm, I'm, I'm a shepherd. But we, let us encourage one another to end up in front of the Lord Jesus Christ and him saying to all of us, well done, guys good job let us do what we can you know i i need to be able to 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 do what i can to help roger get those words from jesus to help robert get those words to help rebecca get those words was it all our names on the front row what's the deal with that i just (laughs) (laughs) read yeah i need i need we'll, we'll just throw in a d for it i need i want dixie i need to be able to help encourage her To get those words from Christ. We need to hear that. But the word tells us to encourage one another. In other words, we should be encouraging one another to be a part of the flock. Matthew 9.36 says this. um, It says, Seeing the people, Jesus felt compassion for them. Because they were distressed, troubled, and dispirited. Distress means troubled. Dispirited means scattered, without morale or unity. Like sheep without a shepherd. So, without a shepherd, what Jesus saw was that the sheep were troubled. They were scattered. They didn't have morale. Morale was low. They had no unity. That's what happens when we don't have a shepherd. That's what happens when we don't come together as a flock. That's what happens when we don't encourage one another. You see, what is a pastor? A pastor is a shepherd. A pastor, is, a real shepherd, is Jesus' answer to a problem. See, without a shepherd, then what we have is we have a flock that has trouble, And they're dispirited. Without a shepherd, they're scattered. They have a low morale. They have no unity. Well, aren't we called to get some things done on this earth? But see, if if we're all scattered all over the place and there's no unity, we don't have any driving force. There's no force there. There's no power that is manifested because they're not in unity. But what he's saying here is a true shepherd, they're going to bring peace to your life, they're going to be, bring strength, and they're going to bring unity. A shepherd will guide the flock, where instead of being you know, scattered all over the place, we, it, we'll have a common purpose, we'll have a common goal, we'll unify. We've got to have a shepherd. You know, a lot of times I, there's this common thing that happens in uh In the church right now, in the body of Christ, where people are saying well i don't need to I don't need to go to church because Jesus is my shepherd you know he's the only shepherd I need and what we talked about the very first uh, very first week was this: if he was the only shepherd that you needed, why did he give other ones Because it says when he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men, and in that goes gifts. The five-fold ministry was pastors, shepherds. And and Nicole, after that service, she said this. She said, actually, even if, if you say that Jesus is the only shepherd I need, you're actually not allowing him to be shepherd. So you don't have one at all. Without you actually being a part of a body, encouraging one another and receiving a shepherd as the under-shepherd of Jesus and receiving a, a, a leader, receiving somebody that will help to bring unity in the body, you're not listening to Jesus either. In other words, he's not really your shepherd. And as much as you want to say, well, he's my shepherd, he's the only one I need. Well, you're throwing that away because you're not listening to what he's already said is the right thing to do. And so now what's happening? You're taking the potential that you have in this life and you're leaving it on the table. And well done, good and faithful servant is not what goes along with that. But when we will say, you know what? I need to humble myself to the word. I need to humble myself to Jesus as my shepherd. And so that means I need to receive my place and the shepherd that God has put in that place. In other words, he has placed me in the body. He has placed me in a flock. It's not my decision to decide where I want to go to church. My decision is to decide whether or not I want to listen to God or not. Not what church I go to. The question is, am I going to ask God, seek him, hear from him, and do it? Do I really want to follow his lead? Am I allowing him to be my shepherd or not? Because it's not a question of whether or not you're supposed to be in church. You're supposed to be with people where you encourage them to grow up in Christ don't forsake that assembling. You're supposed to be there. I've given you shepherds that will lead not just you, in other words, not just you, but a flock. Yeah. In other words, you know, Roger and I don't just go out and we hang out together and go, oh, we're a church. No, it's meant to be a group, a family. Yeah. It's meant to be a body that can be unified in the purposes of God and become a force. That's what the flock is designed to do, to set precedent. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1 through 3. And, and one, of the, one of the things that we want to talk about today is that we are both sheep and shepherds. And I want you to see this. It, it says, Therefore, I exhort the elders among you, as your fellow elder." and witnesses of the suffering of Christ, and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed. So, now, who is he exhorting here? He's exhorting who? The elders, right? Is that the pastor? Well, it can be, but is that the only person that he's talking to? No, this is the elders in this body. So, he's talking to people that are just grown up in Christ, right? He's talking to people that have submitted themselves to a shepherd. He's talking to people that have grown up because they've taken leading from God. It says this, it says in verse 2, To those elders, shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, Not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God. And not for sordid gain, but with eagerness. Not yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. Now what I want to show you is verse 2 and verse 3. There's three things in here. Number one, elders shepherd the flock, exercise oversight or oversee them, and number three, be an example. Now, to shepherd the flock of God simply means to feed and to tend to and to oversee, okay? To feed is one of the biggest things, to tend to their needs, right? Then oversight is helping to give them direction, helping to see what is the plan of God. All right, the Lord wants us to go over there, but he wants us to go a certain way. Our job is to, you know, just the physical representation of a shepherd and sheep is that the shepherd stands higher than the sheep do. So they have the ability to see further or even to see, uh, you know, what's coming up. And are there any pitfalls or traps that we need to avoid? So the shepherd has a natural ability given by God, a gifting by God to see issues and problems, but also see the place that we want to go. This is part of the way that that he brings unity is in this oversight. Even the word itself is seeing over, okay? But also to feed, and to tend to. In other words, to say, hey, here's a, you know, here's a sheep, and, and I need to not only give them something to eat, but to give them something that's decent to eat. But I also need to tend, hey, is there a problem? Do you have some, any issues that I need to work on to clean up? Can I help you, you know, re- get that healed, recover? You know, what, what, how can I help you? Yeah. That, that's shepherding and tending to them. But then it's also to lead by example. In other words, I, I don't run through the traps and tease the traps. You know, I avoid the traps. I I don't I don't eat the bad stuff or the spiritual junk food. I eat the meat of God. And so by example, I show people how to live. A shepherd will show people. And this is the answer that Jesus sent to the church to help bring people into a place of unity. So there's those three things, to shepherd the flock, oversee them, and be an example. Here's the point I want you to see, though. Again, he wasn't talking just to pastors. He was talking to elders. That means that if you will be a good sheep, God can use you as a shepherd of others. The point that God wants to be is he's leading all of us to become elders in his body. Every single one of us should become an elder. And if we get to that place, then we should be able to help Pastor and shepherd other people. It doesn't mean that you're called to be a pastor. It means that you are called to help shepherd people, to help tend to them. Not just me. Every elder. And let me, let me, uh, Abigail, will you come here and and, uh, Roger and um, Chris. Come stand up here, please. Come over here, Roger. All right, so y'all stand here, face me, good. All right, good. So let's say this is the little lamb, okay? Aw. me. <laughs> you embarrassed? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So let's say that this is a little lamb, right? Now, can this lamb fend for itself? Generally not. This, but this, is a, this is a lamb, then we have sheep, and then as we grow, we become strong shepherds, okay? So, but it starts right here. When you're first born again, you're a lamb in the flock of God. But the whole point is for you to find yourself, because of the placement of God in the body, where you have a shepherd. And that shepherd will then start giving food to you. That shepherd will start to feed you. That shepherd will guide you. Here's the path. You don't want to go over there. Stay over here. And and that shepherd will also, they they will protect and they will guide, but they will also be the example. Let Let me show you how to do this. Follow, as I follow Christ, you follow me, okay? Follow me as I follow Christ. So I follow Christ by taking this step and then going this way. And as they follow, all of a sudden, thank you, little lamb, all of a sudden we go from lamb to sheep. And the process continues. And I feed, a shepherd will feed. A shepherd will oversee and show where we're going and what things to avoid, but then they'll also be the example. Come follow me as I follow Christ. And the sheep continues to grow until the point where the sheep now becomes an elder. All right? And an elder, they are not weak in the things of God. What'd you do? Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're not weak in the things of God, they're strong. I picked Chris because he's got a couple of muscles. All right. So, so, right there. <laughs> so, And then here's the thing. Now they, come here, little lamb and sheep. They actually, now as they have grown up, because they've listened, because they've humbled themselves to a shepherd, now they can actually shepherd. They can help to feed, oversee as an elder, And be an example. And the shepherd of that flock can say, follow their example. And now we have duplication, replication, and now we have a force of people loving on one another, all of us heading, encouraging one another, all of us heading towards godliness. Now, just because they become an elder doesn't mean that they still don't need a shepherd that will feed them. They still need a shepherd that will show them where we're going. They'll say what paths to stay away from and which ones are good. And still one that'll say, follow me as I follow Christ. (laughs) Stand up. So in other words, you've got lamb and sheep and elders, but they're all still sheep. I'm still a sheep. Who we prayed for today was my pastor. That's my shepherd. I still look to him for guidance. He still gives me vision. He sent me a text the other day and said, Hey, I see this thing coming up. He told me about a trap that could possibly be coming. Avoid this. In prayer, he had gotten vision and oversight from the Lord. Praise God for that. You know, he wasn't telling me what to do. It wasn't, I hadn't even messed up yet. I could have gotten offended. Well, I hadn't even why are you trying to correct me? I hadn't even gotten messed up yet. Hadn't even done anything wrong. But when we understand how to be a good sheep, we'll say, oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Man, there's a trap I don't even have to come close to. Hallelujah. And I continue to grow myself as a shepherd and as an elder and as a sheep. But the point is, for all of us are lambs at some point. All of us should grow to sheep. And all of us should grow to elders and shepherds of other people. And to say that that's not you is to say that the word, that the Bible is off. Yeah. To say, well, I'm not going to do that, is to basically turn your back on God and say, I know more than you do, and I'm going to do what I want. For us not to, you know, God has placed the members in the body. Not you placed yourself, God placed yourself. For us to say, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not going there. I'm not going to be. For us to not be in a body and encourage one another and receive a shepherd. This was a big part of the first week is just because you're a sheep doesn't mean that you are in the right place. And it doesn't mean that you have to accept the shepherd. You should. But here's the one difference between a sheep and a shepherd in the physical world and one in the spiritual world. You have the option to love Or not love. Which means you have the option to hear from God and be obedient or not. In order to be a good sheep, we have to be obedient. We have to receive the gift that God has given us in our place. Otherwise, we won't be a good sheep. Which means we won't be a good elder and we won't be a good shepherd to the body in the future. Which means we get back to Jesus. And we don't get well done, good and faithful servant because we left tons and tons of blessings on the table of earth. We buried our talents instead of using what was available to us. It all comes back to being a good sheep. All right. Thank you, guys. A good... Sheep, you have to understand, Abigail, will you come back one more time? A good sheep, in order to be a good sheep, here's the thing. I can take a good sheep to food, but that doesn't mean they have to eat. You see, I can take them to the best of food, but a good sheep, in order for us to be good shepherds, we have to be good sheep. In order to be a good sheep, that means you actually have to eat food. Right. Which means I can lead to good food. I can be given good messages. I can be given this. But you can be sitting there going, mm, Whatever, Pastor. I don't even know why I'm here today. Whatever. I no, and Pastor, I was taught a different way, okay? I was taught a different way. And that is just not the doctrine that I was brought up on. Well, that might be why God led you to that body, so you'd learn the right doctrine. So in other words, just because the shepherd has led you to a pasture doesn't mean that the sheep is automatically eating. That doesn't mean that at all. That doesn't mean that. Just because he's led you to a place where it's good food doesn't mean that the sheep is eating. Who chooses whether or not they eat? The sheep. Or what about this? What about this attitude? We take the sheep to the pasture, and, uh, but they sit there, and they take a bite of the food. They chew on it. chew on the food. It's good. But what if they never swallow it? What if they never believe it? They hear it, but they never believe, and they never do. So in other words, the shepherd did his job, but did the sheep do their job? No. Is the sheep growing? Is the sheep getting strong? Yeah. Nope. Is that the shepherd's fault? Yeah. Nope. In other words, God wants us all to be shepherds as we grow, but we've got to be good sheep first. In other words, to be who God's called you to be, you've got to eat the good things of God. You've got to eat the good food of God. You've got to chew it up, meditate on it, but you also got to swallow it because without it, you're not getting the nutrition out of it. In other words, here's one of the big things that God told us to do. We've got to come with open hearts. If we, if we have closed our hearts, you know, I've heard the pastor tell this story at least 20 times. I know when he's going to put emphasis on it and when he's not. Listen, watch everybody will laugh right now. I uh, see there. I know the story. What's happening right there? Uh, yeah. You're not esteeming it. They're not getting fed. Doesn't matter. Maybe you needed to hear it one more time. Yeah. What's happening is you might even be chewing on it, but you're not swallowing it. And what's happening is you're not getting fed because you've hardened your heart or closed your heart because of familiarity, because the doctrine's different or whatever. We've got to be good sheep. We've got to keep our heart open to the things of God. To be good sheep, we've got to, uh, the shepherd is going to oversee us, right? Well, that means the shepherd is going to have oversight in our life. And the more oversight I give the shepherd in my life, the better sheep I'm going to be. The quicker I'm going to grow, the stronger I'm going to be for other people, the more I'm going to be pleasing to God. In other words, if you're like... You know, every time the shepherd walks around the flock, you run to the other side like, mm, "I don't want you near me." Then, "Do I have good oversight? Am I able to tend and care for you?" And I walk over to this side, and they would run over there. It's like it's like, "Man, I have not seen that sheep in a while. Where are they at?" And every time they run away because they're afraid of commitment, because they're afraid of trust, because what they're denying is not me. They're denying The Lord's command in their life to have a shepherd. To oversee and be a good sheep, you've also got to have this. You've got to say, hey, don't go left there, go right. Oh, you ain't telling me what to do. I'll go left if I want to. I'm a grown man or a grown woman, I tell you. I'll go, I'll do, you know, you ain't controlling me, pastor. (laughs) Pastor. You just proved by the words in your heart, you are not grown as what you think you are. In other words, to be a good sheep, you've got to allow the shepherd to oversee you. You've got to allow them to have some correction, some discipline, some guidance. You've got to allow that. That's what a good sheep does. And you don't become a big sheep and an elder and a good shepherd without allowing yourself to be overseen, guided, and directed, not just by God, but by the person that's here on earth that God gave to you. Yeah. It, well, only God tells me what to do. Well, you already proved that wrong because you ain't listening to what the plan that he's given you. God will tell you what to do through people a whole lot of times. Matter of fact, the majority of times, yeah. it'll, the word of God will come through somebody else. On this earth. Why? Because we're the hands. We're the feet. We are the touch of God. We're the light when God is allowed to go, to go through us. We need a shepherd. The last thing is we, we got to be a shepherd is a good example. But in order to be a good sheep, you've got to be looking. You've got to see their life. In other words, if there was somebody that was in my life and maybe they come to church but they never hang out, they don't even know how I think or what I think. or They can't see if I'm a good example or not because they never fellowship except on Sunday morning. So the first thing is you've got to be around doesn't mean that we're in each other's lives 24-7. That's not what I'm talking about. It's just that you listen to the voice of God when he says, hey, go get close to the shepherd. Go rub shoulders. Learn what they do. Learn while they'll kind of put more weight on the left leg at this at this crossing and on the right leg at this crossing. Yeah, maybe they do that for a reason. Follow their example. In other words, I've got in order to, to Watch their example and be a good sheep. I've got to follow. I've got to follow. I've got to eat. I've got to accept their correction and discipline and and plans. And I've got to follow. Well, these are words. In other words... What I'm telling you is a good shepherd, when they're moving by God, your job as a sheep is to receive from me, accept direction, and follow. Well, how's the world feel about receiving, accepting, and following? Not too good. But if you don't do that, if you don't receive, accept, and follow, you're not being a good sheep, and you're missing the blessings of God. But the world will tell you, uh-uh, you're your own person. I'll do, I'll do as I want to. I don't have to receive from anybody. I'm independent. No, you're not. You just think you are. You're deceived thinking you are. I, I don't have to accept anybody. I just, I'll be my own person. I don't have to follow anyone. I can stand, I can believe God by myself. Good luck with that. It doesn't work. Lots of people have tried it, and generally they end up dying early. Why? Because there was a shepherd in their life that was designed to keep them out of the pitfalls, the traps that will kill them. And so, when we don't have good sheep growing up, what's the church void of? Good elders. Good elders. And more shepherds that walk because we decided we weren't going to be good sheep because the world told us, don't be a follower. But you see, when we follow the word of the Lord and the obedience of God, there's a power in that following. There's a power in accepting direction. There's a power in receiving from the things of God. Thank you. We all need a pastor. You need a shepherd. But God leaves that choice of submission and obedience to you. To you. He'll prompt you to your shepherd. He'll lead you to your shepherd. He'll speak to your heart. He'll speak to your shepherd's heart and say, you know what? They're supposed to be here. I have people all the time and I'll go, they're supposed to be at Boomerang. I know it. I know there's several of you in here that I knew. I knew you were supposed to be here. Jesse was one. Deb and Steven was one. Chris and Rachel when we met, you know. People I knew, bunches, lots of you. And, and I would know why, because he was speaking to my heart. Because God doesn't generally try to leave people in the dark once you know how to hear from them. He will even make you to know your pastor's voice because sheep know their shepherd's voice. And it's not just Jesus that's talking about it, it's their under shepherd too, the pastors. The question is will you respond? Will you submit yourself to God's plan? Will you receive your shepherd? Will you receive your gift from God? Will you walk in God's plans of goodness for your life? Listen, it takes a choice and it takes a commitment. A choice and a commitment for the shepherd and the flock for us to fulfill what God's given us to do. The question is, are you willing to receive? This morning, I'm giving you good food. Amen. But the question is, are you willing to receive it? Are you willing to commit, submit, follow, accept direction from a shepherd? Are you willing to accept the Lord's leading that you're placed in a body? You know, because it doesn't just happen because you come to church. That's not receiving a shepherd. You know that sheep that runs around to the other side of the flock? I can't be their shepherd. I'm not able to shepherd and tend them when they're always running away from me. That's not a shepherd and a sheep. That's somebody who says, hey, I'm a part of that flock. But they're not really a part of the flock. They're just present. Barely. They're just present. Barely. Will you receive the food that I'm giving you today? And say, Lord, I will commit. I will submit. I will receive your shepherd that you've placed in my life, and I will be a good sheep so that you can raise me up and it can be well done, good and faithful servant. Let's just stand up. Lord, we receive right now, shepherd and sheep. We receive our place. We receive your blessing. We receive your will. Lord, let us be the kind of people that don't leave things on the table of earth, but that we reach heaven and Jesus has these words for us. Well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, we commit, if this is you right now in your heart, make a decision. I commit to be a good sheep so that I can grow up and be a good shepherd. Just say it with me. say, say if, if it's not, if you don't feel it in your heart yet, you don't feel like it's right, you don't have to yet, but if you, you know this is something you need to do, then do this. Say, Lord, I'll be a good sheep so that I can be a good shepherd of your people. Lord, help me grow. Help me become humble. Help me become trusting. Help me become worthy of your blessings in every way. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a great day. We love you. If anybody needs prayer, just see me on the way out. And be a good sheep. Meditate on this. Ponder it. Let it sit on you. Ask the Lord what else he has for you to see on needing a good shepherd and being a good sheep. Have a great day.